0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: Welcome back folks here on Big Blue Views Audio Lineup. I'm Joe DeLeon joined by Chris Flum. And today we're gonna be providing an update on the current search for the New York Giants head coach and general manager they have interviewed a a number of candidates particularly a heavy search to replace Dave Gettleman as the Giants GM and we're going to get through some of those names but I I wanted to address head coach first Chris because I think that this list is a lot shorter than what we've got right now for the uh, the, that general manager position, we, we're hearing that the favorites, just based on what's been put out there on social media, a lot of buzz around Brian Flores, the former Miami Dolphins coach, Brian Dable, the offensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills, who recently smacked the New England Patriots in uh, their recent playoff game. And he's been attached to general manager candidate Joe Schoen, who's also with the Bills. And then also you have Don Wink Martindale thrown into the mix as well, connected to Joe Ortiz. Chris, I want to talk about Brian Flores first because he is um, one of the more, I don't want to say controversial, but like he's the more polarizing name on the list. And he's coming off of being fired from being with the Dolphins. There are reports of him being hard to work with, disagreeable. But we know that there are other head coaches out there that are hard to work with and they've ended up being highly successful, i.e., Bill Belichick. I'm not saying Brian Flores is Bill Belichick. But we've seen guys still have success. The thing that intrigues me, though, Chris, about hearing the connection to Brian Flores, him being one of the possible favorites, is that a report came out on Sunday from Jordan Schultz that apparently Flores and Deshaun Watson are trying to find an opportunity to end up in the same location. We remember that buzz that Deshaun Watson was possibly going to be a Miami Dolphin. That was all headlined. By Brian Flores. Now that Flores is gone, they have no intention of trading for him and they want to move forward with Tua Tagovailoa as their quarterback. So this begs the question, is is this a situation that we want? And I would very happily say yes.
2: Yeah, I would say in a vacuum, uh, the Giants tr- basically trading Daniel Jones for uh, Deshaun Watson is a clear and obvious upgrade. I mean, I, I don't know how you could watch Those two players uh, play and really think that they're on the same level. They just aren't. Uh, All due respect to Daniel Jones, uh, Deshaun Watson is a much better player. He he was in 2020 one of the top quarterbacks in the whole league. In a situation even worse than what the Giants had this year. So if the Giants could get the rest of their offense straightened out and add Deshaun Watson, at least on the field between the lines they would make just a massive improvement in their on-field product now yeah the the rub comes with basically everything outside of the lines there are yeah there's still pending civil litigation with deshaun watson uh there is uh authorities are investigating some of the things around him there is yeah you know, a lot of things that are kind of make watson toxic at the moment and i think the the big question is a how does that work out and b do the giants have an appetite to give up assets to bring bring him into their organization yeah to me the the reports of uh, Flores and Watson kind of you know liking each other trusting each other wanting to go somewhere together it, that really kind of feels almost like an NBA offseason where you get the <laughs> superstars you know like uh, LeBron James and Dwayne Wade you know say okay we, let's team up and go go to Miami well yeah you know, th- that's kind of what what that feels like right now
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, and Flores interviewed for the Bears job, and and he's been kind of floated out there maybe as a guy who ends up being the the Bears coach, but obviously that circumstance doesn't really work because they already have Justin Fields in place. So he's going to be looking for an opportunity for a team that is looking for a a possible major upgrade at quarterback. And he talked about some of those off-the-field issues that might prevent this from happening, but you could argue that that is going to help Ryan Flores land whatever job that he ends up at, being able to say like, As long as we figure out a way to fit him in the cap, which is easier said than done, I can get Deshaun Watson to come with me, and I'm going to seriously improve your quarterback situation. The Giants would be in a really, really difficult spot because we know that they have literally no cap room this upcoming offseason. They'd have to probably move on from some people just to make that work, but it, it certainly is an intriguing option to at least consider because they could go from having Joe Judge and Daniel Jones to Brian Flores and Deshaun Watson. Now, the other intriguing option and a pairing that is, has been mentioned, and it seems like there's a strong likelihood that it happens, is that Joe Schoen connection with uh, the Bills and Brian Dable. And, and Dable probably just really created a heavy market for himself during this interview process after what he did Against the New England Patriots. Not only did he beat the Patriots, but he did it in a dominating fashion in a playoff game. He put up huge, huge production. And if you're in a situation where maybe you want to give Daniel Jones another chance, there are not too many physical differences, not talking about mental, but there's not too many physical differences in terms of body type and ability and willingness to run compared to Josh Allen and Daniel Jones. And maybe you're thinking, hey, maybe we get uh, Dable in here and we want to see if we can get anything else out of Daniel Jones. Maybe this is the guy who's going to unlock that. And we always talked about how that Daniel Jones might be able to take that Josh Allen type step. He never did. Maybe this is the key to that is literally going and getting the guy who created that improvement. Yeah, and
2: Dable has a... Really strong resume that goes back even past uh, this weekend and uh, what he did recently with the Bills. You know, he was the offensive coordinator for Alabama with uh, with Tua Tagovailoa with Mac Jones, and yeah, you know, they did. He has done a ton of good work going back years. Yeah, he is one of the brightest offensive minds around, and. I think part of the reason why he was so successful with Josh Allen is because he brought kind of the college mentality to the Buffalo Bills. I mean, last year, this didn't get a whole lot of press, but Buffalo ran the second most 10 personnel, four receiver sets in the NFL. The only team that ran more was Cliff Kingsbury and the Cardinals. So yeah, they weren't the kind of ground-and-pound Buffalo Bills you kind of come to expect. Yeah, I don't know if he would kind of uh, get Daniel Jones' career back on track, but he does have a really strong history of working with young quarterbacks. So even if the Giants want to move on from Daniel Jones, I could think of a lot worse head coach candidates than Brian Dayball for if you are bringing in a new quarterback in
1: Separate from the the that Flores, the Sean Watson buzz, this pairing of Sean and Dable provides the most intrigue to me. And you get a lot of you get Martindale, Wink Martindale, the um defensive coordinator for wait I'm blanking here. Is he the defense coordinator or offensive coordinator with the Ravens?
2: Uh defensive coordinator. Okay,
1: that's what I thought. I didn't want to yeah. miss, misspeak there. I was I was just double checking. Um but we you know we have Martindale in the mix. He is connected to uh Joe Horitz, H- Hortiz, whatever the correct pronunciation is on that. Apologies for mispronouncing it to Hortiz. <laughs> um, but you have a lot of other general manager candidates out there with with quality pr- franchises. Brian Poles with the Chiefs. Ryan Poles, rather. Adam Peters with the 49ers. Um, Monty Austin Fort with the Titans. I, I think that the idea needs to be going after a team that has shown progression really good roster building over a two to three year span at a highly competitive level, which is why I'm a big fan of this the shown and day pairing and why I also wouldn't be shocked if they went in that direction
2: yeah the you know we we've been talking about the uh, the GM candidates right lately and right now it seems like the kind of front runners are shown with the bills uh Hort sorry, hortiz horiz again we apologize. <laughs> I think we both saw the same typo somewhere. Joe Ortiz yeah. with the yeah. Ravens, uh, Adam Peters with the 49ers and Monty Austin Fort with the Titans and Peters and Austin Fort. They both have connections to Brian Flores and Brian Dable. Yeah. Peters, from what I have uh, read lately, he has actually been the brains behind the 49ers rebuild. Yeah, he's very, very highly regarded as an executive, as a talent evaluator. And, you know, each of the, except with the exception of the Ravens, each of these teams has basically undergone a very, very successful rebuild lately. They're all very talented teams. You know, the Titans, number one seed in the AFC the Ravens uh, they just kind of stand apart as one of the most consistently good teams in the whole NFL. I, it basically took their entire roster getting injured up to and including Lamar Jackson to keep them out of the playoffs and it was still a near thing. You know, we we've seen the Bills, the Chiefs, the four, and the 49ers and the Cardinals all make really great strides over the last few years. And it really does make sense to me that the Giants are looking for an executive who has been a part of a successful rebuild, who knows what goes into a successful rebuild, and a guy who knows how to evaluate talent and has a proven track record of it. And again, the Ravens, Hortiz, and Martindale, they kind of stand off to the side. Uh, Martindale, he joined the Ravens back in, I believe it was 2013, as the linebackers coach and basically worked his way up to becoming their defensive coordinator. Hortiz joined the Ravens back in 1998. And worked his way up from the very bottom under Ozzie Newsome. And over the weekend, Jordan, Jordan Renan of ESPN reported that the Giants have kind of an infatuation with the Ravens, uh, just with how the Ravens have conducted themselves over the last uh, mm. 20 years. And, yeah, I think that does make Ortiz and Martindale kind of front runners in their own right, especially since Martindale, he... Interviewed back in 2020 and reportedly had a strong interview.
1: The other thing with with Ortiz and why I think at least him being a strong likelihood to be possibly be the general manager is the resounding respect that he gets from people in the scouting community, like Daniel Jeremiah, who is a draft analyst with the NFL uh, with NFL Media. Um, he has publicly, and I saw a couple of tweets about him talking about Ortiz, and he was previously a part of. The, the Ravens scouting department for a brief period of time. So he's worked directly with them. You mentioned how long he's been there, but the 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 proven track record that you're looking at here is, do you go for uh, a Bills-type organization that has resurrected themselves up to a really highly competitive level in the past few years, or do you look at the, the blueprint that the Ravens have built, which is, consistent, hard-nosed defensive teams, and they have always been at least competitive, it feels like, uh, in the past two decades. They have always been good enough to compete either close to the playoffs or at a playoff level, and there have been Super Bowls won in that span by people in that regime. Begs the question why maybe Hortiz hasn't gotten an opportunity yet, but nonetheless, he deservedly is a part of this conversation. And I think that that proven track record for the Ravens and the consistency that they have is going to prop him up a ton. And again, I would not be shocked if he ends up being the next general manager of the Giants.
2: Yeah, and I think it really does come down to what resume do you want? What life experience do you want? Do you want the GM who has been a part of a an organization resurrecting itself? which would be like Peters or Shoan or Austin Ford, because the Titans were kind of stumbling there for a while.
1: Mm.
2: Or do you want Hortiz, who has really never known what it feels like to be drafting in the top 10?
1: That's a good point, too. You need to consider that as well as guys that have been picking that high and, and knowing how to value some of that talent. Uh, I think that's good note to wrap us up on here, Chris, is there's still rumors and and murmurs of who it's going to be and wouldn't be shocked if it ends up being sometime soon that we'll be announcing at least one of these people and we'll be reacting to one of these positions looking like probably going to be general manager first folks be sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening and then also head to bigblueview.com for more great giants content talk to you later folks enjoy the rest of your week